This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ooh, baby, we got a wild one for you this week. What a good show. We talk about making television. We talk about stand-up comedy. And things and then, get a little and then it gets very too uncomfortable awkward at the end personal, where Dipper but... starts putting out his sexual information out for right. Miss Pat, no, and it's just fine. not a great. That's... But anyway, enjoy this wonderful episode with an incredible guest. It's Miss Pat. M. Oh. M. Mom. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you subs, you stupid little fucks, you not so fucked, you dirty little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meepaw and Meepaw, and that's Big Dipper. I'm very... You're you're cranked. I am fully cranked today. I've had nothing but matcha and coffee. That's very exciting. And you're sparkly today. And you took Naomi's advice because you're giving earrings. earrings. It really does feminize the whole thing. Yeah, they're really glued on there. <laughs> now what, do you have notes on that? I have no notes. I'm going to stop giving you notes because I don't get in the drag. And I think it's unfair that I've been so critical of the way that you look. Well, thank you so much. I'm just taking the feedback because all the, all the listeners call me Kermit. They always say Kermit's really trying to do something. You do have a slight Kermit voice that We've I didn't realize this. until someone said it. But if you could go full Kermit for this whole episode, that would be a slay. I decline. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to bring on our guest. She is a comedian, author, radio host, podcaster, actress, the creator and star of the hit BT Plus comedy, The Miss Pat Show. Please welcome Miss Pat! Hello. Hello. Thank y'all for having me. Thank, Thank you, you for, for being here. Yeah. Sorry about your nail, but you're beautiful. It's okay. <laughs> I kind of deserved it, right? I shouldn't have clapped so hard. Well, I thought they was really on there. I thought you could scratch somebody's damn eyes out. No. <laughs> These are ready to go. If there's a fight, they're coming right off. You know what I mean? Okay, I see. Do you hang out with a lot of drag queens, Miss Pat? Uh, no. I have a gay daughter, but, you know. <laughs> That's different. But you were saying that your gay daughter does know who Willem is. Yeah, she, my great, my gay daughter know who everybody is, okay? That's so cool. It's the thing about being gay. We, we know, know Willem. everyone. Oh, everyone. Willem. The crazy part is, is uh, when I did Willow podcast, now I have a very large, because of my daughter is a uh, lesbian, I have a very large... Uh, gay community that comes out and support me, and I just love it. Yeah, I fucking love it. No drag queens. I haven't seen a drag queen with all, but the gay <laughs> community is definitely there. Well, this is interesting because Meatball recently got invited uh, to attend a show, 
and mm-hmm. was thinking about going in drag, but it's what a show? big commitment. Just a, not not one of your shows, just a well, show. Please come to my show in drag. I'll come to your show it. in full drag. But it's Anytime. sort of a it's sort of a commitment to be like, oh, I'm just gonna come be a spectator. Because the other thing about drag queens is usually when they get up into drag, I want to be the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be whatever. Uh, well, you at. probably would. And if be. everyone's just looking at the back of my head, I feel like it's a disservice to me and the audience. <laughs> Well, don't bring your ass to my show and steal the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that would be possible. What is a Miss Pat show like, like out on the road when you're touring? Uh, I just talk about life, you know, the things that I've been through. I try to uh, tell stories that I haven't told within the book or the, uh, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being married, you know, raising a gay child. Uh, raising stupid kids, and then I have I have a I've had custody of my niece, four kids, mm-hmm. and one of them just came out as non-binary, so uh-huh. that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, you had a, a fun joke about that on uh, I guess was it season two? Season two, yeah, yeah, on the show I was watching that, and it was so funny. I, Willem even brought this up when we were talking about it because you make the joke of. Uh, Y- your child is Neutrogena or whatever. Well, that happened for real. My daughter, <laughs> she brings home a non-binary, and then she said he's non. What I mean, what is it called? Non- non-binary. No, not yeah. the new. What, the, oh, uh, gender non-conforming. G- yeah. So she said that. So I said, well, what the fuck is Neutrogena? <laughs> and she was like, what, Mama? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so she had to sit me down and explain it. So when when the TV show got picked up, I was like, I got to tell y'all about this experience I yeah. had with a non-binary kid. I didn't say anything to him, but yeah. my daughter had to explain to me. It is it, it, because what I love about the way that you approach. Uh, all, all of the issues that you talk about on your show is that you can make light of and make fun of, but you're also like uh, teaching yeah. and learning teaching. the audience, uh, yeah. learning with the audience. And I think there's a there's a thing that happens, especially with Gen Z, especially with young kids, where they're like, oh, well, you don't understand my identity. And you're like, you just told me about yeah. it. This is a brand new topic. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, I tell people, I said, with the gay community, it's almost like being black in America. You know, we went from Negro, we went from nigga, we went to uh, black America. We went, we don't change it so many yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And each time we have to explain it. Right. So, you know, when something pops up new, you don't say you don't like it. Let a person explain it to you. And then just respect who they are. Right. My daughter's a lesbian. And, and I tell people all the time, I say, she eat pussy, and I respect that. I just <laughs> ask her not to eat me. <laughs> oh, so you draw the line at incest, Miss Pat? Is that where it is? Come on, Miss Pat. <laughs> no, I do have to ask, because you do talk a lot about your lesbian daughter and your comedy. What was it like when they first came out? Were you super accepting right out the gate? No. Or were you, okay. I, well, I was super accept. My daughter here being gay because I went to prison. And one thing I did not like, my daughter had a gay... Uh, cheerleading coach that I couldn't stand this bitch. We're friends now. <laughs> but I was also raised in the South. So if so if you mm-hmm. was gay and you know what it is in the black community, you know how they treat you. You know what they teach us. Sure. Something wrong with you and you don't supposed to accept it. And I always say what you don't like, a lot of time God will put in your life to open your mind to make you realize how wow. fucked up of a person wow. you are. And when my daughter came out to be gay, my love for my child meant more than well, her fucking sexuality. Right. You know, where a lot of parents are ashamed and, you know, they turn their backs on their kids. I told my daughter, my daughter's in Virginia. And I just, I kept asking, I said, are you gay? And she didn't, she was scared to tell me. She said, yeah, I'm gay. I said, well, come on back. I, we in Atlanta. They eat a lot of pussy down here. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a buffet down here in Atlanta. And she came home. And, you know, it was rough in the beginning because my daughter, like, I always say on stage, my daughter like LeBron James looking bitches. So it was kind of, you know... <laughs> I it was something I had to get used to it, sure. but I, I've always supported her and I always respected her. It's her choice as long as she's happy. That's all we mm-hmm. want. Yeah, I don't give a fuck who you fuck. I know some people fuck a boy and a girl, and they still ain't happy. Right, so, exactly. You know, love don't have no color. Love don't have no sexuality. I say, just as long as that person love you and make you happy. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who my daughter can be kissing a frog. As long as that frog know to t- not to put his feet on my uh, table right. and respect the household, I'm good. And That's the thing incredible. that, you know, we talk about more and more as, like, people's minds open up and, and also people's real lives are revealed. Yeah. The idea of someone being straight, but, oh, me and my best friend from college always fuck around on the side, oh, you know, yeah. outside of our wives. Or, you know, we talk about uh, the way the, the conservatives are painting the queer oh, community right now. Oh. And you go, who's the one getting arrested for grooming kids? It's like pastors and, t- you know, coaches oh, yeah. and whatever. Not only that, they, they I was just having a conversation with somebody. They was like, oh, on my podcast, we talked about this week about how they didn't want drag queens going into the school, reading to the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to bring a but you 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 try to stop that. But you don't you should take that same energy yep. and do it with gun control. Yep. Well, Cuz I'd rather have a drag queen reading to my fucking child cuz that drag queen ain't gonna fucking kill my child. No. But these crazy motherfuckers walking in here with these guns are killing. Y'all ain't doing nothing about that. But you're focusing on a beautiful drag queen sitting there opening your kids mind and reading a book. If you don't want a drag queen to read to your child, well don't send your fucking child to school that day. Right. But yeah. I sent my child to school and I got to worry about somebody crazy walking in school shooting their damn body. But y'all don't do anything about that. That ain't even on the law book. Y'all keep putting the shit up under the table. Exactly. But you want to pass a bill that say, you you know, you can't be gay or you can't be whatever. I say, those are the people who's really gay, but they're scared to come out. So they fuck with the people who they really know who they are. Because every time a pastor speak on somebody, a drag queens or somebody being gay, that pastor turn out to be gay. Absolutely. That's yeah, the truth. That's the truth. Or a former drag queen or the up to no good in their personal life. Yeah. Uh-huh. And somebody Sneaking spoke. in fentanyl. Oh, my Sneaking God. Fentanyl in. Did you see about that? The lady mm-hmm. at the police department where? Oh my god! I forget. She was where. ordering it on the internet yeah. and like sneaking it into. I mean, that's so crazy. No, it's so. not. This it's a miracle because oh. they they try to they try to America try to make you focus on stuff that's don't even really have no issue. Right. So, oh, yeah. so the bigger thing they're doing behind your back. Under the table, yeah. Like exactly. gun controls and fentanyls and drugs getting fucking whole department was selling them. Whole police department was selling fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But they'll get on, they would get on the internet. Oh my God, we gotta do something about this. You shut the fuck up and stop selling drugs, white man. Yep. Yep. That's what you do. That's what is. I say. But nobody ever calls them out and nobody ever steps up to them. And then they'll then they want to put out the Bible. Bam. Here's the Bible. This is what the Bible says. I say, I believe in God. I believe that there's a higher power. But come on, white man. You've changed this motherfucker a hundred times to fit your narrative. <laughs> yeah, what mine. version are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, because the words keep changing. Uh, every so many centuries. So mm-hmm. fuck off, and I'll talk to my God in my closet. That's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. And when my daughter came out, 
gave my God told me to love my child unconditionally. That was my first child, and I was not turning my back on my child because she was fucking gay. I said, well, one thing we know, the only kind of grandbabies I'm going to get is Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> you flip through the catalog. You make a decision. <laughs> this one. American doll. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of gift with purchase does <laughs> this, this baby come with? Exactly. That is so, I mean, your show is all about family and parenting. Yes. And I feel like I read your book and I know that it was just like, there's this kid and now this kid and now I'm taking in these kids. And I just feel like you are um, the mother of a generation somehow oh, without truly. even realizing it yeah. or intending to do it. How many kids are you raising or have you raised? I probably don't raise about 25, but uh, <laughs> now I have four. I have my four, but then I have custody of four kids. Right. Uh, my niece is on drugs, so mm -hmm. she came about 10 years ago, dropped off her four kids, and one of the babies was two weeks old, and, and I just said, God, I, I can't do this shit no more. And I said, because I had my sister kids, and I had my sister-in-law kids, and I have, they have helped other people kids. And I was like, I just can't have that heartbreak. You know, you hoping that you can break the cycle in your family, yeah. and you hoping that these kids get a better foundation that you had. Right. And my sister just snatched her kids up and turned them into hoes. So when my niece came, I really didn't want to help her. And I just remember when she ran Oh, meaning out. the kids were with you for a while, and my, then she came back and... No, no, no. My Okay, my sister had four kids, and my uh -huh. sister was on crack. So when my sister came back and got her four kids, all of them had kids. Now the ones who I had for... Her kids I had for 10 years, they had babies. Oh. So I ended up getting my niece kids. Gotcha, oh, gotcha. Wow. I raised these so kids' really mama for 10 years. Wow. wow. And so now I got the, the her kids. But then I went and got full custody. And, you know, I just said, I can't do it, God. I said, but every child, nobody picks their mom and daddy. Mm -hmm. Right. But every child deserves to, you know, at least have some type of solid foundation to start on and somebody to love them. So that's why I did it. I said, well, God, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't doing it no more. I'm 50 years old. <laughs> this is it. If the mama smoke crack, sell pussy, whatever she do, you got to send her somewhere else because this is it for wow. me. Wow. So I have a 10-year-old. The baby, I've had her since she was two weeks old. Wow. That's so cool. And you think it's hard to raise two cats. I think I did. And I can barely get myself dressed in the morning. <laughs> well, my kid, my cats aren't on crack, so oh, I okay. feel like it's a little bit different. <laughs> Cat, okay. All cats are on crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Cats right, are crazy. Let, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would, like, pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just... I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like 
that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Now Do you I'm know musicals. Oh yeah, you go. You wanna know what musicals? Mm -mm. Mm, you don't like a. You don't like when people are singing at you in a in a theater. I do, but I can't sing, and I don't really go to musicals. Why you can sing? No, I absolutely not. <laughs> oh, I think I can sing. Don't, oh well, do you want to give us a couple notes? Yeah. All my life, I waited for someone like you. Thank God you white and you offbeat. You made me sound. Wow. Now, listen, I didn't know what I didn't know what tempo you were going for, so I made a choice, Miss Pat. My, my tempo is a horrible tempo. <laughs> but listen, that's my favorite song. To with sing. the your meteoric rise in Hollywood, I will I bet we're gonna see you in a musical some way, oh, some yeah. form in the oh, next ten yeah. years. I better be lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say they well, might get you in there and then um have then, someone else sing for you. They gonna ADR have to. it in. But you know what? A lot of people think I can sing because I'm a big black woman. Okay. So Martha they always Wash. say, uh, oh my God, are you a singer? I'm like, no, I'm not a fucking singer. I'm a comedian. All fat women are not singers and cool. <laughs> That's, That's what they always ask me. I'm on a damn comedian. Nobody ever, nobody ever say, are you a comedian? They always say, are you a fucking singer? Right. No, I'm not. I look That's like a gospel so singer and I curse. <laughs> I like how much you curse. I it's love like how much so... you curse. It's so fresh for LA. Not everyone's <laughs> out here cussing and screaming, you know? Nah, they so fake out here. That's why Isn't I it wild? Well, how, what, are, what are the main differences between LA and Atlanta for you? Atlanta, Atlanta's on a, on, a, on a level where you fake it till you make it. So mm -hmm. everybody go out. If they ain't got it, they're going to buy the knockoff version to blend in with you. Uh, LA just, to me, they nose are tooted up in the air and they, all they eat is uh, asparagus and broccoli <laughs> and, you know, that's all. Uh, uh, what did I put I'm on so here? I said, are you a, are vegan, you a vegan yet? yet? Do you no. like avocado <laughs> toast? <laughs> now, I do like avocado toast if my uh, son make it the ghetto way. And what, what is the that? Getaway? With honey on top. Honey you is never good. see them do that. I, no. Uh, I have to have some salmon with it. Okay. And I have to have tomatoes and we, we ghetto it up, baby. A little black pepper salt, a little onion pile. I can't do it like they do. They don't have no fucking taste. Honey sounds so good on avocado toast. Oh, my son make the best. It, my avocado toast ain't healthy. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the best way to have it. That's what they always say about avocado. They're like, it's the good fat. It's the good fat. It's a healthy fat. Yeah. When you're topping it with salmon and such as. You go to lunch with these people, they got a salad. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You at this nice steakhouse and you're going to order salad? Yeah. I will say sometimes when I'm in a meeting or something and we're eating, I will get the salad because it's the least messy option. Oh, salad is messy. I, when not I eat like it, getting messy. a hamburger okay. and like me just being like, ah, gah, 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 no, you just cut people. it in half and eat it, eat it bougie. Wait, do I look like I'm the type of person that would do that? I have I'm to a cut my bitch. Bitch. <laughs> I go straight down like a dog. Well, they they probably do too at the house, <laughs> so I will go down like a dog on my burger too. I always have to eat light when I'm at like work meetings because you get sleepy. Yes. I get so sleepy. A true mother. It's, it's called like, the oh, itis. Oh, baby, you'll get sleepy. The itis. Yes. The itis. That's what it's called. I literally, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to eat that big sandwich, but I know they'll be talking. I'll be like, uh huh, we should do that project. Yeah, you'll get the itis. So, I mean, I won't eat beef like that if I know if I'm going into a meeting. But if I'm going out to like a dinner, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about, you know, you can sit there and be. Not finish your food all you want to. She let sometimes I take their food home. What well, I mean, it's perfectly oh, good food sitting right oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about you getting your show made mm-hmm. because I love logistics. I'm really interested in the industry, and uh, I know that you, um, the show was at Fox, was at Hulu, didn't happen those places, and then when it happened at BT. You crashed the app because it was so popular? Yeah, so Fox picked me picked me up uh, in the beginning. I did a Joe Rogan and Mark, Mark Maron podcast. Mm. And um, let me get it right. A guy named John Rattler who was working over at Imagine, which is Ron Howard, Howard Company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They called. And he was like, oh, I think, you know, I think you're very unique. We would like to see if we can give you a TV show. So things went. What a phone call right. to get! <laughs> what a lovely day. <laughs> it like didn't that happen. Pod. It didn't happen right away. It oh, took okay. five years for us to get on TV. Make a long story short, we ended up bringing on Lee Daniel right at the first year of Empire when it was at the top, and yes. everybody was going crazy over. So me, I wrote. I went to Chicago, met Lee Daniel, liked him, and so we went through three writers. And when we went through three writers, I mean, two writers, Lee was like, I'll find you a writer. Uh-huh. And he went out and got a 22-year-old boy, never had wrote anything but a little stage play. And he, I was like, Lee, these people are not going to hire somebody who ain't never did TV before. Right. And I was just honest to him. I said, if you really want to get this made, you got to listen to me. These people are fake. They're a bunch of liars. And they, they're only going to tell you to what, they're what only going to tell hear. you shit to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm going to tell you the truth. They don't want you. I said, but we can write a pilot. And we can, we gonna say I did it, and if it work out, then I tell him you did it, and that's what I did. <laughs> and this was the young writer. Yeah, this is Jordan Cooper. Jordan E. Cooper. Okay, yes. Jordan E. Cooper. So, um, um, I we wrote the pilot, and you know, at the time we was at Fox, it was Jordan' idea to move me from Fox over to um, streaming. So okay. Hulu picked it up, okay. and we shot the pilot. And we killed it. I mean, it was so funny. We brought on Jordan X for Debbie Allen, which I thought he was crazy because I was like, Debbie is never going to get involved with a project like this. And she said yes because Lee called and asked her. And we the killed icon. it. dying. We killed it. And I just told him, I said, hey, guys, my spirits say this ain't where we supposed to be at. And they was like, what are you talking about? And Hulu shot, Hulu paid to shoot, you know, the pilot. We shot two, we shot, uh, shot that show twice that night. And I said, my spirit, I said, I'm telling you, they're not going to pick it up. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm telling you, my spirit said the big man don't like this. 
Mm. He don't. And they was like, girl, you crazy. And I, we waited six months to see if they was going to pick it up. But I knew in my heart because God told me that night that is not where this show was going to be at. Whoa. And when he finally called and he dropped it, i never forget I was in um, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was getting ready to go on stage. There was like 500 people in the audience, and Lee called me and said they dropped it. And I said, that's okay, we'll find a home. And, you know, he was like, he was really upset. Uh -huh. And not one time did I ever feel like that we wouldn't find a home. And I just knew God had something for us. Mm -hmm. And within a month, Lee called and said, BET Plus going to pick it up. I said, what the hell is BET Plus? <laughs> I had never heard of BET Plus. There was a new app. You know, they was just getting into the app business. Right. I think they ran out a million, maybe less than a million uh, people that was on their app, right. subscribers. And my friends like, oh, my God, we're going to go over there and die. I said, no, we won't. I said, I can tell you one thing I know about selling stuff. If, if Baby, two things ain't never had a commercial. Crack and Waffle House. I said, if we make this show like Crack and Waffle House, everybody gonna come running. <laughs> oh and you did, and you did. Yeah, and we we the the first season was so popular, the app kept going down, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and I was just so happy because yeah, so many yeah. people, you know, had an opportunity to do this show, and then they said no because I wasn't their typical mom, and I wasn't gonna let them change me. Mm -hmm. You know, I you know I was a little afraid to curse in a sitcom. But Joy was like, Pat, I'm telling you, as long as you be yourself, people going to love you. This is an audience that has been untapped out there. Yeah. Because they, they never put a black mama on TV like this. They always want to make us. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some black doctors and lawyers, but there are also some black mamas yeah. like Miss Pat, some black aunts, some black cousins. Right. Don't leave out. I mean, if you're going to show, if you're going to show the family, show all aspects of the mamas. All yeah. mamas ain't perfect. Perfect. And I, I wanted to be on TV as a drug dealer, an ex-drug dealer, as an ex-check sports. I'm a mama who's got a lot of flaws. Yeah. A lot of times mothers are never on TV and they talk about their flaws. Right. Or it's the big secret that they're all leading up to and then they have to, like, atone for yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, episode one, you're like, this is my story and now we're meeting me here in the suburbs. Yes. And that's that was my life. I moved to a very conservative little town called Plainfield, Indiana, and my neighbors was great. And it, my my neighbor kept a Trump sign in his yard, mm -hmm. and I kept my Democratic sign in my yard. But mm -hmm. he, my neighbor was great. Okay. I mean, he could build his ass off, and he would come over to the house and put up cabinets for me. And we would just not talk about the thing that separated us, which was politics. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't care who you voted for. I respected who he voted for, and mm. I wanted him to respect who I voted for. I didn't think he was stupid for vote for Trump. I didn't want him to think I was stupid for voting for Obama. All I wanted him to do was hang my cabinet, call my husband, had been putting it off for two, three damn weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, neighbor. Let's let's become friends and, oh here my in my gosh. kitchen. And we and we and we stayed friend the whole time. It yeah. was so funny because when uh, Biden was running against uh, Trump, the second. Uh, the second time around, uh -huh. um, he would he bought these these Trump signs, and I bought my Biden signs. And my neighbor's like, "Are they arguing? What is going on?" But we thought it was funny as hell. Every right. time he got a new sign, <laughs> baby, I went out and bought me a new sign, That's and it was so, so funny. I just, just want to show people just because you you think different and act different and live different, don't mean you can't get along mm -hmm. as a as a as human beings. And the more you get along, the more you learn and educate each other right. on what's right and wrong. You, yeah. you you find that it's it's not 
an ocean of difference. No, it's yeah. not. You know, it's just like, oh, a fundamental thing that you find different or whatever, it's, or something that you can think What about. I like versus what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why can't you respect what I like? Yes. Exactly. You know, I'm black. I got, I, if you white and you ask me to go hunt, I don't go hunt. But I respect you going hunt. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going hunt. I'm never going hunt. <laughs> don't look at me. Well, mosquitoes are out there. I mean, I got on eyelashes <laughs> on the weed. I got a hundred reasons why a black woman shouldn't be in no damn woods. <laughs> I can't go out there and do that mess. I read something about the first season of your show that I just want to know about, which is, did... no. Y- Norman Lear mm-hmm. saw the pilot yes. and then asked to meet you? He did. That's like That's insane. Insane, yeah. Yeah. What he, was he like? Old. I bet <laughs> old. I went to his 100th birthday party too. Oh, right. I heard the food was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> How did you? I'm not joking because I've heard. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like, the, you know, you go to these little Hollywood parties and have a little shit the on the crackers. Things, and oh. they pass them out and they're already cold by the time they get to you. I yeah. just imagine all the food's mashed up so he uh, can eat it. No, <laughs> but, he, but you know, he had so much. He was like, I mean, he had spunk in him. I mean, you know, I had to stand on stage and talk to him. Uh, I was like, Norman Lear, I'm half your age and I'm sleepy as hell. How the hell are you still awake? <laughs> Do they have a battery in your back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when he called, and my, my my co-creator Jordan Cooper is a big sitcom person, yeah. And so you know, I like TV, but I, not like he liked TV. And Norman Lear was like his hero. And when after he saw the pilot, Norman called call me, and um, it was just I couldn't believe the guy who created all these great sitcoms, the Jefferson, Good Time, Mod, was you know on the line in his late 90s telling me, somebody who only created one thing, mm-hmm. how good of a job, you know, I had we had done creating this show. So it was such a highlight for me and my co-creator. And then we to catch it on film, I can, I can forever yeah. play that back through that Zoom, you know, I can never play that back saying, you know, how great of a show we, we created. Wow, and, you know, so he was crazy. like, this is what I wanted to do with, um, with all in the family, right? Because it's it's a little bit of all in the family. Martin, you yeah. get a little bit yes. of everything with the Miss Pat bit. show. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I do love about the Miss Pat show, and I haven't seen, I've only seen season one, but it feels like a lot of times when I'm watching new sitcoms, I'm rewatching episodes of other sitcoms. That's right. And this is the first time I've seen something that feels completely original from beginning to end. Every joke is fresh. Yeah. It's so creative and new. And I mean, that's a testament to you as a writer, co-writer. Well, you know, and I felt the same way when I watched it. Come on, like, man, I saw this shit 10 years ago on another show. And they just rehashed the same thing. And that's about being in that Hollywood box of sitcoms. Yeah. And, you know, they put you in this box and you just keep recruiting, you just keep turning the same damn wheel. Mm -hmm. And I just told them, that's one of the biggest problems I had when I first, on the first season, you know, we had a showrunner, we had, we had differences. I was like, dude, I've heard this fucking joke before. You know, this ain't, and I would tell people in the room, this is hacky. I'm a comedian. I know fucking hacky is. Okay? I love that. You can't get shit from, past me. I've been doing comedy 20 years. I've heard all the barbershop and beauty salon jokes, all the right. prostitute uh-huh. jokes. I mean, this shit is not original. And when it came out, people was like, oh my God, I've never heard this shit before. And it was fresh and it's funny. And that's one of the things we work really hard for is not giving you stuff you already heard. Yeah. I remember watching the third season, I think a Kim Kardashian joke got in there and I was like, oh, fucking joke. Everybody always talking about her. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just didn't, 
I just wanted we could have took it somewhere else. Right. And and that joke bumped me for but by the time I really caught it, it was already cut and locked. I was like, right. fuck. Right. I wanted to just reshoot that scenes because I'm so serious about originality. Yeah. That's what people love about the show. And that, I mean, I want to talk to you so much about stand-up because that, like, doing stand-up is such a, it's like a long game, right? You start, yeah. and then you do your jokes, and then you refine your jokes, and then you say, okay, they gave me eight minutes, now I get 15, and then you work your way up to an hour mm. in a special, like, and it, it, it's just that repetitive thing, but you're fine-tuning everything, do you do you find that that is your wheelhouse, or you more like to go out there and just let it fly? Oh no no no, I'm stripped it. I mean, I'm not stripped it, but I, I prepare. Yeah. You know, I say, it, like I shot a special last year, and they said, "Y'all want to hear some crazy?" So that was a bunch of stories from my childhood. Now I'm doing a bunch of stuff, you know, from um, you know, just being married 31 years, and, and I talk a lot about you know taking care of a sick father. Um, I talk a lot about fame because fame is new to me. Right. You know, like when I walk in the grocery store and, you know, even though I'm this hood rat, because, you know, I used to, I used to forge checks and, and sell crack. People know that that's that's my characteristic. So they walk up to me and say, shit like, you want to buy these food stamps? I'm like, bitch, I'm on TV. I came out on goddamn food <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm on, TV. I'm on TV. I can't be buying this shit, but how many you got? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, well, let's see what's well, going on. Options. But <laughs> so you know, um, it, it's everything comedians do. We, we, you know, some people go out there and wing it. Right. You mm-hmm. know, winging ain't gonna always work. Right. So I just, I always develop things to talk about each time. Like, if, if I've been in your city, and I know I've been in your city within 15 months, I got to start writing a whole right. new set. Because I don't want to keep giving you the yeah. same old bullshit. You might get one or two jokes, but you're not gonna definitely not going to get that hour that yeah. you saw 15 months ago. Right. I love what that. was the process of filming that Netflix special? Like, did you have to shoot it twice and yeah. like in front of two audiences? We shot it twice in front of two different audiences. Uh, that bigger highlight of that Netflix Netflix special for me was getting Robert Townsend to direct it. Mm. He only directed, mine was the third one. He did, um, he did Richard Pryor. I'm, I'm sorry, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. He did um, Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm-hmm. He did Bill Cosby last one, and then mine's. And, you know, that was the highlight for yeah. me, just wow. the way he drilled me, the way he worked with me. And, and sometimes I catch myself saying, I'm up and fucking listening to Robert Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And he's so one crazy. of the people that I can literally call and he will answer the phone. Wow. If only you would pick up my phone calls. And we work together every week. <laughs> All right, let's but I am it. willing to give you the, the phone number to my second phone. I just found out she has a second phone. I didn't even have the number to that. We work together all the time. Well, who don't have a second phone? I don't. All right. And we'll be right right back after this break. (laughs) It's poor man. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, we 
are back. And um, I know I'm just coming off like a major fangirl, but I love everything you do. I read your book and I am so fascinated by how much life you lived you know, before well, you, started you were even so 18. early, yeah. so early, so you were born early. at a very young, young age. age. Uh, <laughs> I was born at a very young age. Yeah, that's a joke we like to say. Oh, th- is that everybody... sexual? No, no, everyone is born at a very. Oh, young age. I was about to say that don't make no goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> is that sexual? I was born at a very young age. I couldn't walk until I was two. <laughs> I had to rely on my mother for food. It's a beautiful Deja Sky now. But you, you, the book is really sort of details a lot of hardship and things that you had to overcome as a child. Did you, in those moments, ever fantasize about a life like you're having right now? You know, I tell people all the time, no, not definitely not. It's like I, the closest I got is fantasizing to this life is watching Leave It to Beaver. I wanted mm. that woman to be my mama so fucking bad. June. Because June would help him with homework. And Beaver always had a nice sound when he got out of school and came through that side <laughs> kitchen door. Well, my mama was in the fucking, in her bed with a quart of uh, uh, slit small look of bull with a joint in her mouth. And I'm like, that mama's on TV ain't like this bitch at my house. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really think the map, as a kid, I didn't believe the map was real. Because I grew up in the inner city of Atlanta, and that's all I knew. And mm. I remember asking my teacher, is this real? Do these places really exist? And she was oh, like, the wow. world is big. But where I come from, the world is just what I knew. Right mm. there on that street, up to that school, and that was it. My neighborhood. Right. So I think that's also what turned me into a big-ass Disney freak. Because oh, as a kid, you would see those Disney's commercials. <laughs> right. And I was like, that place can't be real. That that place can't make you happy. And I knew I wanted happiness. And so now my kid, I get on my kids' fucking nerves because I, I love Disney. Oh, oh my God. My God. Okay, wait. How often are you going to Disneyland? Because you're I, in LA a lot now. No, I, I go to one in Florida. Oh, we haven't went. Yes. I've been here too. Okay. But I when I pack up the family, we went, we did the Disney cruise about two years ago. We did Disney VIP, and I told I was just telling my uh, sister, I said, I think I'm just going to, I took him to Hawaii last year, uh-huh. but I said, I think I'm just going to surprise everybody when we're going down to Disney, <laughs> you know, for the park, uh, Universal Studios, Disney's man, because I have grandkids, right. and mm-hmm. I just love it. I love the smile that Disney put on my grandkids and my family face. When I took my husband on that Disney crew, he bitch, I don't think I know Disney, I'm being on Disney crew. My husband is 53 years old. He'd be like, when are we going on another Disney yeah. cruise? <laughs> we were just talking about a cruise earlier. We, yeah, we were like, we'll do a short one. I can't do like a two-weeker. No, no, no I do seven days, five okay. days, yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. But I, that's my that's my happy place. What I love character Disney. do you get excited to see? I love Mickey. So um, Mickey just, I mean, uh, Disney just cl- collabed with Stuart uh, Westmire. West, what's the name of them damn shoes? Stuart something. Well, so, t- get on that little computer and clickety-clack. Did you see that they did out. the Coach backpacks too? Mm-mm. I think Coach partnered with Disney and they have a bunch they, of... They do a collab on characters with different uh, designers. Okay. Who is this? Weitzman? Yes, Stuart Weitzman. So you see the Disney boots? A Dis- officially here, Disney times, or ex Stuart Weitzman. Mm-hmm. Stuart Weitzman, I couldn't even pronounce it. With the little Mickeys on them. I bought, I bought all of those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I bought every pair of those shoes. Have you gotten to do like the 33 Club or like where you go inside the castle? 
and you can eat up in the class. You need that's to look the that bougie up. one. That's the bougie one. That's where I, you're at now. Well, I did. Um, I did the VIP where you go in the um, the White House where Mar- for University where it looked like the Marilyn Monroe standing outside, oh. and so they feed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you get an escort all through the park. You don't stand in no lines. You go in the back door, and you just pop out. People are like, who the hell are these people? And when Who's we got that Christian singer going. <laughs> <by>? <laughs> And my, it was it was eighteen of us, and when I tell you, my family enjoyed it. They fucking enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we might do. I that must t- be oh, that so, nice so nice to be able to be like, I'm taking just you take all care of this. everybody like that. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's kind of for me, but it's also to give my grandkids and the kids that I'm I'm raising and my kids go too, just the opportunity. To see things that I never got to see as a kid mm-hmm. or experience things, because you know you can buy them all kind of toys. That stuff come and go, but when you create memories, they last to the day you die. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I like creating so is memories. I love Maybe that. I'll go back to Disneyland. You know, last time I didn't have the best time. Why? What kind of drugs were you on? Mushrooms. What? And we did Toad's Final Ride or whatever, where he goes to hell at the end. Uh huh. Toad's Wild Ride. No, 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 no. Now you calling it Toad's final ride. Well, at the end, he does die. He okay. goes to hell. And the ride, you end up in hell. Well, I'm a little too fat for their rides, and I'm old, so I never. But you're not getting I, on the ride. Well, I got on a ride here with my friend, with my co creator. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's not going to be fast. It was some fucking roller coaster. My wig, the whole ride. <laughs> I'm just holding my wig, and it, I'm, ba- I'm about to lose it, about to fly off. Oh, and I was no. like, if I ever get off this fucking ride, I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> So I, I'm not a. I don't like really riding. I just like seeing how my grandkids and everybody else react. Does your family? Because obviously you tell so much of your story and your work. Does your family feel good about that? Are they happy about it? They don't ever say anything. I tell them shit the fuck up. I'm making money. Okay. Well, don't, you might need a help one day. You might want to shut up. Do they? Has anyone come out of the woodwork and been like, I can't believe you told that story? Uh, not yet. Oh, and plus, I blocked my family before everything really took off. Oh, smart. Yeah, smart. so I, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear your struggle stories. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so we're going to get into our final segment Ooh. right after this short break. break. And we're back. That's from Wicked. It's a musical. Oh. They're okay. making a movie of it with Ariana, Ariana Grande, Grande and Cynthia Erivo. All right. All you right. trying out for a part? No, it's too late. They've <laughs> oh. already started. But you but said I they're also that there's it. a lot of recasting going on currently, so maybe there's a chance. That's always the fascinating thing to me about Hollywood. When they cast people, they start production, and then they go, eh, we got to replace them. They yeah. spend all that money and reshoot stuff. Reshoot the whole thing. Well, sometimes you sometime, uh, you can cast the wrong person, or you can just give the role to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That happened to me on my show. I won't say who it was, Ooh. but the role was given to somebody, and it did not work out. <laughs> and you and said, so we thank had you for your time? Can- yeah. <laughs> See you on your way? It didn't now, how fit. much work were you willing to do with them? Were you like, we can get you an acting coach, we can figure something else out? Or the person like- wouldn't listen, so we moved oh. on. Yeah. You, know, oh. you, you can't. Some people, you just can't tell them when they're already stars or already been in things. They're just stuck in their own ways, and you know... And then, you know, a lot of times, um, one of the biggest thing I have, because we on BET Plus, mm-hmm. and so 
people wants to treat the show like if they had an experience, a bad experience with BET Plus, but that's not how you're going to, a BET, a BET Plus, you're not going to come over here with that attitude because uh, 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 we creating great shit over here. Uh -huh. So you can go and take that attitude back over there. I'm not dealing with famous people because I say fuck you and move on to the next person. We go. all going to respect each other. I don't, on my set, a lot of times when you're in Hollywood, you'll notice that the extra eat after the stars. I don't do that. Everybody eat together. I, ain't nobody no star. We're here working together. Right. It takes all of us to make the Miss Pat show work. And I try to make sure I make everybody on set feel that way. I'm not the type of person that just walk on a set and they like, don't speak to the actress or actors. No. Why not? These people working with us. Exactly. Right. Why should they be walking on eggshell and not want to say good morning to me? I'm saying good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. And it makes people feel, they come over to the show and they feel like, Wow, finally, you know, I'm on a show that I really want to be on. I'm not just here for a damn paycheck. Right. So a lot of my camera guys come back. A lot of, I don't even, people hit me up. Miss Pat, I heard you got another season. Can I come back? Because oh, that's, that's how much, great. that's how much fun. And that's how much, that's how real I am. I just want everybody to be respected. Everybody to be happy. And everybody to have a good experience. Yeah. And from a viewer standpoint, it feels very unified. It doesn't feel like a bunch of people who are passionate, a bunch of people who are cashing a check, a bunch of people who are just, mm -hmm. you know, showed up. Like it just feels like a yeah. like a unit all working together to tell a story. Yeah. I can that, feel it through my phone. Yeah. On and, the plus and, app. And that's that and that's what it is. I we respect everybody. You know, we we don't you know, if you got a disagreement, a lot of times they be like, Pat, you don't supposed to be in this conversation. Yes, I am. What's the problem, baby? <laughs> exactly. You parked in a new hey, spot. Like, Let's they, figure it they out. They was like, but this is the hair department. I don't give a fuck. Why they in here yeah. fight? <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's just, I just want everybody to be happy. Yeah. So, you know, I've been know. on sets where people would not, you know, speak to, when I, when we shot our pilot out here in Hollywood, it was so fucking stale. I said, why y'all not eating? They was like, well, we have to wait. I said, get your ass down here and eat. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if these people... If the stars want to eat, they'll be their ass out here eating. Yeah. So why you got to wait till your food get cold because somebody else think they're a damn star? Get your ass over here and get in this line and eat. We all stars today, baby. We in this line eating together. That's yeah. like whenever you get cast on a TV show, you walk in and act like the star, even like though you only have one line. early on. <laughs> They're like, why is he doing that? <laughs> You're like, because I'm in a wig, and that's why. That's why. I'm not too But to be fair, that's a joke. Everything that I've done has been very nice. Everyone's been great. Because <laughs> I am a drag queen, and they treat me extra nice for no reason. That's good. Well, they have to. Yes. Yes. They have to. Yeah. They have to. All right. Our final segment of the show is called Fuck Talk. There it is. <laughs> and um, this is a point in the show where we like to tell explicit graphic embarrassing wild sex stories and i know that you get pretty graphic miss pat in your stand-up but i have one prepared that i can start us off with if you don't want to share one okay well you go and do your thing miss <laughs> pat was like my I'm marriage she said out. i'm not talking outside of my marriage um <clears throat> i recently i have a lot of sex you do i do yeah <laughs> like a just <laughs> she was like you do? You're gonna have to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the camera roll. No. Okay. He has sex like every other day, sometimes every single day. Isn't that crazy? He'll leave the office and just go straight to someone's house, suck them off, and then go home. Just oh, sucking dick is six? Well, the way he does it. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, so, I, I feel so like, you're not letting nobody just in your booty hole every day. No, I have a hard time. No the one masseuse, goes back The masseuse last night, really, he he put he spit on his finger, and then he said, "Take a deep breath, relax." And I was like, "I've told you before, please don't get in my butthole." But he was like, "You just don't know how to do it right." So you gay, <laughs> but you don't want it in your butt. Correct. There are some gays top. that only like to put it in butts. Oh, so you you a top? Mm-hmm. So you you like to do it? Yes, but I just don't like to receive it. It's never felt good to me. So you why ever you had gay? Anything up your butt? What no, you I ain't shit going on my yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. so same. That's not the same, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, there's it, you know the the feeling that bottoms get I don't really share that feeling I've never like really enjoyed anything up my butt. Did you know there's also? Well, have you ever tried to put a shoe stretcher in your ass so you now can tell me what a shoe stretcher? You know, you put it in and then you crank the thing. And <laughs> like the thing we use at the gynecology. Yeah, they do have um uh inflatable dildos that go in small and then you like you're getting your arm uh your your blood, blood pressure, pressure done. You you, psh, you psh, pump it psh, 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 and then it inflates to stretch you out. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh sir, I am I've been mad. I feel so bad for this <laughs> Why? I, this is what this show is. Pam well, new. Well, <laughs> Pam new. <laughs> Blame Pam. Okay, but I mean I, I've never heard of inflatable asshole scratcher. So bring it to the writing room, season four. Oh, well, you know my co-creator is gay. I'm quite sure he knows. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah. No, I don't really enjoy. I. I mostly enjoy sucking dick and like 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 quickie anonymous sex is what. Often so you just go into. on uh, Amazon. I'm not Amazon. <laughs> I mean yep. Craigslist and find a dick to suck and run home. Yeah. Often. Shut well, down. you know, but there's, there's a new there's version. There's four or five yeah. different versions of it. What is it app. called? There's. Well, there's Grinder. Yeah, Grinder. There's That's Scruff. It. There's one called Growler. There's and Jacked. There's, jacked and there's Squirt. There's Sniffies. If people are into food, there's Gromer. This is why his phone's always dead. He's got every app open. <laughs> so are you in a relationship? No. No, no. no, no. With so, himself. So you just like running around sucking people dick? <laughs> yeah. It's enjoyable to me. Now what? <laughs> And that's not clicking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that you're. I'm like drenched in sweat right now. I know that you're married and have been for like thirty years, but um. <laughs> what are you? I'm not dick hopping. What are you? Yeah, she's not dick. No, yeah, you're not dick hopping. But like, if you weren't married, do you think you'd be out no. running around, or you've? you've I've never lived been that too kind. Much? You're more no. monogamous. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm fifty, and I think it's been only three guys in my life. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. so he can't count how many at this point. Uh, well, I'm quite sure if he's just getting them off grind them and scrub hub and grub hub. <laughs> exactly. so. he's ordering them like food. Yeah, I order them on Scrubhub and they rub. Me Are down. you for real? No, not. I mean, I'm for real about my promiscuity, but not. Do you suck it with a condom on? No. Well, you don't give a fuck about STDs or what might get in between your teeth? I What might get, get in between my well, teeth? I've never hairy, thought about that. I've I got a hair stuck in between my teeth. I get tested really regularly, and we, we, you know, we talk about this a lot. We try to, like... Do you suck her dick? No. No. Never. You don't mess with him? No. Oh, absolutely not. I have a boyfriend. Oh, oh thank God. <laughs> yes. I'm not a fucking heathen. Oh, 
a disgusting heathen. Thank you. A cocksucking heathen. Should I tell my story? Yeah, so do you. you so what no, type what? of men you like? Husbands? Older. It, 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 well, sometimes it is husbands. Sometimes the husbands, but normally the husbands are gay. They're not like. Do the wife know the husband gay? No, they're married to a man. Oh, so I have a friend who's in Atlanta who's um who's gay. Yes. Well, he's not a friend. He's he knows my daughter, and he would show me pictures of like straight men. Yes. Coming over, like he would go over there and he was get his dick sucked, and like he sh- literally showed me one day. He, the man was talking to his wife, but I'm about to, baby, I'm about to drop uh pick up the baby from school. She at work. Yep. But he's at the house getting his dick sucked. Yes. By and he he dressed drags too. And it, it, it's it's really fucking. So were they in drag when they were sucking the dick? Uh, the man, the, my friend was. Okay, he was in drag. That's something but, I would. But, I've only whole, done once. That's a whole I'll new world. Again. Being in drag, being drag for sex. I don't. I don't like that. Why? It's just not. There's like so much stuff on. I I yeah. rather makeup running, lashes falling off. Yeah, and then like lipstick everywhere. It's just like not for me. This also, is more for you, like your on stage person. Yeah, this there is are like some people who like to get dressed up stage. and it. Turns them on, but that yeah, like I barely even get dressed up in drag to like go to events where I'm invited to be in drag at. <laughs> oh wow! So I'm not in love with the the aspect of getting into it. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that download been around for years? Yeah, and yeah. it's just now really hitting the surface. Maybe the last 10, 15 years. I mean, truly. I mean, back in the sixties. You know, and men's are coming forward. I mean, people are just coming forward even now saying, hey, I like both sides. And mm-hmm. if it's, it's becoming, okay, that's yeah. you like both. And it's some women. Me personally, if I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't have my husband sucking no dick and then come back over to me. Because then I know as a woman I'm never sucking his dick right. Because yep. men know what men want and women exactly. know what women want. And so I'm like, I'm not going to compete with that. I'm just going to stay celibate or celication or whatever the hell you call it. I'm going to stay by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's nothing wrong with it as long as the wife knows or the partner knows. If yes. you're like cheating or running around on them, well, if you, then uh, that's be- when the problem Because that's when the danger is coming. That's, yes. yeah. that's when Feeling is involved because I mean, if you if if you know your husband is like that, and and y'all have an arrangement, I think that person is gonna be more um, careful mm-hmm. about who he sleep with, mm-hmm. and you know STDs and you know stuff like that. When they sneaking, they just out getting it and hoping don't nothing happen. Exactly. And that also, I think the sneaking leads to more. Like Danger. internal turmoil and it manifests in violence because if you haven't no if you haven't come to terms with who you are oh I'm married but I also have this other sexual kink and my partner knows about it and we're okay and we talk about it then you're nicer over here but if you're sneaking around that's how people get beat up after sex mm-hmm. that's how you know a person who's getting their dick sucked is also out at a fucking anti. Uh, you know, queer rally because mm-hmm. they have so much shame linked to it. Yeah. That's, that, crazy. that's what I think. But now I haven't had no kinky stuff like you. You gonna tell a story too? <laughs> I didn't even yeah, tell my story. Oh, well, tell your story. I'm All interested. I'm the way you looked at me so innocently, you're gonna tell one too. There's a man <laughs> that I used to go suck his dick. I've talked about this on the show. I would go to his home. He would come uh, outside and wait for me in the backyard like half naked with his dick out and I would walk into the backyard at night. We wouldn't talk and I would suck him off until he came and then I would leave. And we did this for like three or four months. 
And then he eventually was like, it's too cold. Come in the house. So then I came in the house and then we started talking and then I learned about his life and then we would like cuddle on the couch and it got too connected. So I cut him off and I didn't see him for like over a year, a year and a half. And then recently he popped back up in my life and he was like, you should come over and hang out sometime. Like we should catch up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'll meet you under the stairs. And so I just reinitiated the like no intimacy interaction and it went really well. Oh, that's nice. So now I'm getting what I want again. So you just like sucking dick through the fence? (laughs) (laughs) The man said you can come inside and be a human being. God damn. (laughs) Next to the trash can in the backyard. That's where I was. She called you out. She knows. You can tell. My fear of intimacy is, is radiating off of me. But you don't have to do that anymore. You can come inside and suck dick by a heater. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when it gets He don't want your again. jeans to get grass stains no I more. No, He's very considerate. But I just like, there's something about that fantasy that I enjoy. Oh, okay. So you your nickname should be uh, uh, Dick Sucker Snicker. <laughs> Sneaking dick sucker. Sneaky yeah, dick right. sucker. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky dick, dick sucker. sucker. Yeah, that's your new nickname. That could actually kind of work. SDS. Now, how do we make that a license plate? Can, can, you, can you imagine if he was a superhero? <laughs> and his only power was getting in. And people no, would be like, like what? what? I just got my dick <laughs> sucked. Yeah, flying in, sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to wrap up. We do. Pat, we do. Thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank you so much for coming I, out. I had a blast. Thank <laughs> y'all for having me. <laughs> any any final questions no, specifically like about what's don't going on in Dipper's life like or that. why or where maybe the trauma happened okay uh, be careful with the dicks you suck I yes yeah. I, I always how long ain't lollipop and how long don't give back bubble gum what? this is true and I like to for the most part take a peek at them in some good lighting I've been known to pull my phone out and use the flashlight to make sure there's no open sores, bumps, or um, occlusions. Occlusion. Uh, What's an occlusion? You know, just like just a welt, a boil. It's just a, a blemish. <laughs> something that isn't smooth. And if it's there, it's not going in the mouth. Yeah. So what happened if he put a little makeup on a dick? Well, then it'd probably smell like makeup. And I could oh, tell. And it okay. wouldn't smell like dick. Do you, you give know it a the sniff dick smell. beforehand? You know what? Right. Thank you so much for being here, Miss Pat. I'm so sorry I had to end this way. Um, where can everyone you find you? <laughs> yeah, are you on tour this summer? What's going I on? I am on tour. It's called Your Girl Done Made It. Go to misspatcomedy.com to get your tickets. I'm coming to LA soon, too. So make sure you go okay, to, we'll we come to go. the show. Miss Pat, and that's MS, misspatcomedy.com. Get your tickets. Uh, I start touring for the it's my first theater tour. Wow. And I start in September in Louisville, Kentucky. So, Ooh, that'll be fun. Yes, it's going to be fun. So make sure y'all come see me live, baby. You can come and drag. You can come naked. All I ask you to come, when you come, to be ready to laugh. I, I said, come, C-O-M-E, not okay, your come. I got you, got you. <laughs> well, you're nasty, <laughs> Thank you so much All for right. listening to Slobby Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Slobby Pod. You can send us an email at SlobbySecondsPod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story at 213-536-9180. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball. And don't forget to follow Mom Podcast on everything at Mom Podcast, where you can get all the episodes a day early with no commercials. That's right. Goodbye. Bye. 
To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.